Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Gonzaga Nation podcast. Christian Pedersen joined by Dan Dickow and no conference adjustments to talk about this week. It almost feels like uh, it's a, a quiet week. Well, it, it feels like a rarity that we've actually just gotten to like talk some basketball and like look at players and do some real like digging into that kind of stuff uh, with all the other uh, chicanery that we've been up to this offseason with conference realignments, commits, recommits, decommits. So, yeah, let's talk about some players this week. And in kind of doing show prep and looking at, you know, hey, who who have we talked about? Who haven't we talked about? It seemed like one reoccurring theme kept popping up, and that is some international flavor this year to the WCC, both on Gonzaga's roster and looking kind of across the board. It seemed like... I mean, I know basketball has has really been spanning the globe for 20 plus years now. It's become a very internationally loved sport, but it seemed that for whatever reason, specifically the WCC international heavy or heavier this year, what were some of your thoughts on uh, the the global state of the WCC? Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's really interesting. Uh, the WCC and so many teams within the league have done a tremendous job of recruiting internationally. Um, and internationally, it can mean in Europe, it can mean um, uh, in Africa, like Gonzaga had uh, Umar Balo from uh, Mali before we transferred to uh, Arizona with Tommy Lloyd. But it can also mean Australia um, and lots of different coaches and staffs and programs have different philosophies on on going after international players. Many times coaches like international players, and this is not a... This is not a necessarily a knock at, at American high school players who are, who can be very talented, but the international players, a lot of times coaches have told me uh, they come to college with a little bit more maturity to them. Uh, maybe they don't have as many expectations um, because of the AAU world that many of these players have come up playing in for three, four, five years, where if they don't like it, they just jump ship and go to another team. Uh, every couple weekends. So um, many times coaches have said they like the maturity of these international players. They like the ability that these international players many times uh, have the foresight to look a couple years down the road in regards to their careers and their future uh, career for basketball. And so many times this becomes, um, you know, something that they feel like, Hey, I can recruit this European kid and he's going to be on my team for three or four years, whereas opposed to, you know, the American high school recruit, they've grown up, as I mentioned, in that AAU world where you don't like something one weekend, you're going to play for another team the next. And that's kind of uh, exploded in, in the world of, of the transfer portal. Uh, and it just is what it is. I mean, you as a staff, when you're putting together your philosophies and how to implement those, you have to see what you're comfortable with, what you like, uh, and, and how you want to go about executing that plan. And, and the European international route has been good, as mentioned, for many WCC teams. If you just look at, you know, a couple teams quickly in the league, obviously it, this is a Gonzaga-based podcast that people listen to. You don't need me to name off all the great European international players that Gonzaga has had over the years. We will touch on a recent recruit that just committed. But, you know, you look at St. Mary's. They've done a tremendous job of getting – uh, an Australian pipeline going. Um, they've also got some some really good Europeans over over the years. Uh, Augustus Marcellunus uh, is actually a, a current 
um, player from Lithuania. Now they just had a, a player or two from Estonia. You look at San Francisco right now, their roster uh, is going to be pretty interesting next year. They've got some Europeans. They've also got a player from Mongolia uh, who was a top 100 level high school player coming out of high school a couple years ago. He was at Dayton a year ago. His nickname is actually Mongolian Mike. Um, his dad was a Harlem Globetrotter uh, years ago when, when he was little. So there's lots of different programs in this league that, that have done some good things. You look at LMU with uh, Stan Johnson and Kelly Lea Pepe is back for his fifth year. Um, you know, Portland has sprinkled in some, some European players over the years. So, you know, I think you look at the maturity many times and the ability to, to, you know, look towards a couple years down the road, many times these European players, uh, because of the focus on basketball and how it's um, developed and, and played at a young age and looked at, as you kind of go through your career, uh, has become something that's very appealing to many coaches and programs in the WCC. I would also be curious, just in that maturity conversation, the kind of person that it takes to commit to going to college several thousand miles and a world away from your home. I both of us ended up going to colleges within a couple hundred miles of our house of where we grew up playing in the same region. And, you know, even if you want to argue like going from small town, Texas to play in USC or anything like big to small like that, maybe that change just doesn't require the same kind of intensity as it does to go from living in Perth to living in you know, uh, any city in America and playing for Dayton or something like it, it seems like maybe it is a little bit harder to ask somebody, Hey, go to another country where you don't know anybody and you're just playing this sport. Like that can be a, a, a huge thing that I had not thought about until you brought up the maturity level of it. Let's talk though, specifically a little bit about the Gonzaga roster and the international impacts that it's going to have. It has had recently. and It's going to have this year. Yeah, so many people thought when Tommy Lloyd took the job at Arizona that recruiting pipeline uh, internationally was going to dry up, and that hasn't been the case. I mean, um, you look at a season ago, um, June, from South Korea, uh, he shows up middle of the year. That recruitment of him, and I'm sure more of these details will come out, and I'll be able to share more of the details uh, at some point of, of the recruitment of him, but he uh, he was an interesting one. Gonzaga had recruited him for quite some time, and the the, the timing worked to get him uh, to to campus and in Spokane. I believe it was right around that January mark. But um, it it just took a while for that recruitment to come to fruition, um, getting him on campus after it got started. You, you look at also uh, the most recent news for Gonzaga is uh, another commit. Uh, that will be on campus here in a month or so when Gonzaga starts back up with the fall semester. And that's a Croatian. Um, I don't know if I call him a point guard. I don't know if I call him a two guard. I just, when I watch some highlights and some extended clips and game film, I think he's just a really good basketball player. That's Luka Krejnovic out of Croatia. Uh, I think he's going to be, he's got a chance to be a really good player for Gonzaga. Um, but again, so many people thought that recruiting pipeline was going to dry up when Tommy left. And, and that hasn't been the case. I, I think. Idea, what is, do you have any insight as to how 
Coach Few does develop that pipeline. Like it, it seems impossible to have your feelers out in all directions and be like, hey, we're going to send somebody to fly yeah. from Mongolia to Australia to, to Uganda. So do you have any clue as to how they're doing that? So really the basketball world uh, is all about relationships and your network. And, you know, with the name Gonzaga, Gonzaga is now an international name in regards to, to basketball. You could talk to an agent over in Europe that handles European basketball players. And if you, you say this player played at Gonzaga, they know, okay, high level, they've been coached really well by, by Coach Few. They've played in big games. They probably had some success. We can rely upon this player. Um, so the name Gonzaga brings, uh, you know, a lot of credibility in regards to when guys go to play professional. But what then that also does is when you've got – younger players on the club teams of these professional organizations, because the European basketball model is so different than the American model. The American model is AAU high school, go to college, try to make the NBA. The, the European model is essentially you've got your club team in your city or your town, depending on how big it is. And underneath that club team, uh, that professional club team, you're going to have other levels of club teams you might have, uh, you know, a U16, a U15 team uh, at different ages uh, for these for these teams. And so it essentially becomes kind of like a feeder program all the way through um, many times. Now the contracts will be signed and maybe many times those contracts get on loan or put on loan to different programs uh, where there's transfer similar to a trade. Um, but many times, really. Gonzaga's name is so credible amongst the professional route that now when there's word that a young player, instead of going the European pro route as a young player in Europe, wants to go to the States and play college basketball, which a lot of them do now because the money uh, for young players in Europe might not be what it was years ago. It also might be where they've got aspirations to play in the NBA, and they think if they come to uh, a a high level school in the United States, they'll have a better chance uh, of attaining that goal. But really, because of the credibility in the name Gonzaga, many times if there's there no there is a known kid that wants to go play in Europe, um, you know, they're maybe it's their national team coach or maybe it's their um, club team manager gets the word out and relationships that coaches in the States here have, you know, talk with, you know, different managers of clubs, there, coaches over there, uh, even at times agents. Um, hey, what are the up and coming young players that maybe we need to keep an eye out on? And then it's no different than recruiting in the States. You, you try to develop a relationship. You try to share your uh, benefits of what your school could do for that particular player's career. Uh, many times, though, getting a player from Europe over to the States to take a visit um, on campus is much different. So many times, all of that relationship building is done through phone calls, text messages, uh, messaging on social media. But uh, it's a very interesting process. But it goes back honestly to relationships and networking uh, within the world of, of basketball internationally. I mean, Coach Few's name is gold uh, across the world with with basketball. And Brian Michelson's done a tremendous job of networking out. Stephen Gentry has recruited internationally. Uh, RJ Barsh, the new assistant coach who came in from Florida State, obviously he's very talented recruiter. So uh, it doesn't fall on just one guy. 
uh, it follows uh, along the lines of multiple coaches within the program. So what's left on the Gonzaga roster to talk about from our international travels? Well, I, I mean, I think we can touch a little bit more on on the most recent recruit, Luka Krajnovich. Uh, you know, big guard, about 6'4". Um, he's got he's right hand dominant, but it's not so much that I would say he can't go left. I saw some clips that shows you some promise and, and some, some thoughts that, Hey, the, he can, he can, he can shift and adjust the defense and make you pay going either direction. But the player from Gonzaga that comes to mind when I watched him play uh, on clips is, is Blake step. And the reason why he's a big point guard, he pushes it in transition. He's a willing passer. And then in pick and rolls, he's a tremendous passer. And with his size, he can pass uh, over the top and see plays, make plays over the top where maybe smaller guards can't. Um, and, and I think he plays with a good pace. Uh, he, he didn't seem to get rushed uh, in, in the game film that I watched, uh, which is always a big thing. Um, and he shoots it well. Uh, you know, I don't think some, sometimes at this age, you know, your percentage numbers uh, can skew somebody's thought process one way or the other. But when I looked at his balance, his footwork, his mechanics, all those things, I, I see someone who, who's got a, the ability to be a good shooter. Um, and Blake Stepp is the guy that came to mind when, when I watched him on, on game film. Awesome, Dan. So it's going to be international coming into the season um, in terms of the, the training camp. Once everyone gets on campus, yada, yada, yada. Do you see international lineups for Gonzaga? Are we going to see multiple of these guys on the court? What do you think their actual impact this year could potentially be? Well, I, I think they're both going to play. Uh, June, the South Korean uh, wing, I think he's got a chance to play. I think he's, uh, you know, he's got good size. He's, he's talented. He's skilled. Uh, and then Luca, who we just spoke about from from Croatia, he's coming over as an older freshman. I believe he's already 19. So it's not like he's coming over as having just turned 18 or um, maybe turning 19 during the season, which which a lot of freshmen are. He's played high level basketball over in Europe for for a number of years. Uh, and These so guys I are think long term projects well. that Coach View is bringing in. These guys are ready to play contributing pieces this year. Yeah, I would say they're both going to play minutes, you know, whether one or both of them start, that's that's to be determined. Uh, I mean, the, the the jump in game from Europe uh, is much different. Now, it, it is a large jump. And many, many times that's because of the style of play and the physicality and understanding terminology and the speed with which the game is played at the college level. But he's talented. He's got skills. I think he's got a chance to play. Uh, I don't know if, uh, you know, uh, it's hard to peg a minutes per game. On oh, no, it wasn't even getting that specific. Was just but I do think they will both play minutes, uh, and, and they have a chance to be a, a rotational players. Yeah, wasn't even trying to pin you down that hard. It was just more <laughs> Um You know, is are, are these people worth paying attention to for this season, or should we expect them in a year or two to be more contributing pieces? So I love that. They're in. We are all in. And we got you guys covered with more uh, hopefully in-depth analysis that is not talking about conference realignment. Like we said, we want to put that to bed for the rest yeah, of the exactly. day. And also, like you said, school is coming up really quickly. And that means players, uh, the time of us recording this in, in, in mid August players are like back within a, you could call it about a month, right? In yeah. Two- they just last week, they just wrapped up uh summer school in their last practices of the summer. So most guys have already left to go back to their home, home state. 
uh, home cities, uh, other than a couple guys that are going to stick around for, for a little bit longer, but guys are gone now. School starts back up, I believe right after Labor Day. So like September 5th, 6th, 7th, somewhere in there. Um, so guys will trickle in a few days before that. And, uh, yeah, you're right. Things are right around the corner. Yes. It is so nice to be able to actually close out a show with like real enthusiasm. Hey, look, kid, like, <laughs> actually almost back no longer are we just sort of ad-libbing throughout the whole summer make sure that you guys subscribe wherever you get your podcast to gonzaga nation follow us on social media at fan nation zags follow dan at dan dickow 21 because we've got tons more coming for you on more episodes of the gonzaga nation podcast we'll talk to you guys next time